0: Welcome to our second Hakel podcast in the series Classic Take, where we will analyze a fundamental concept regarding Mashiach. Previously, we discussed how Mashiach is a fundamental principle of Jewish faith; it's central to Yiddishkeit, and we explained why it is so important to Yiddishkeit. In this episode, we will discuss if there's any proof that we could bring for the coming of Mashiach, and I'll explain what the question means. As I mentioned before, there are a number, number of principles in the Jewish faith. For example, the first one is the belief in Hashem, the belief in a God and the creator of the world. There's also the belief that Torah comes from heaven, the belief in prophecy. Now, these are principles of faith that r- exist regarding a phenomena which is continuous, like the existence of Hashem, or something which happened in the past, like prophecy, the Torah which was given in the past. And therefore, to a certain extent, there are certain arguments, whether they're practical arguments theological philosophical religious arguments that he could bring forth to prove that this particular principle is true is right that we must say that there's an abish in the world we must say that Torah was given from heaven and so on and so forth however the unique challenge regarding Mashiach is that it's an event which will happen in the future there's no way of proving it it's not something which which happened in the past, is happening now in the present, is something which is completely regu- related, belongs to the future if so, how is there a way of proving that it will happen so in truth we obviously can prove you know in in in, 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 in an obvious way to someone that Moshiach will come obviously for someone that believes in taita believes in Mitzvahs, believes in the words of the prophets, he has no question Moshiach will come this is a fundamental theme in Yiddishkeit, one of the promises the predictions of the Torah which the prophet spoke about non-stop but nevertheless the question still is is there a way of so to say understanding it analyzing it persuading someone else who is you know not sure about the fact that Moshiach will come is there any arguments you could put forth to prove it so various G'dayli Yisrael have dealt with this question in one way or another and there are three different types of proofs I would say that they we could bring they brought to the coming of Mashiach. The first type of proofs are more philosophical proofs. It's more not not, not a proof that to prove that Mashiach, a physical proof, a, a hands-on proof that Mashiach will come, but it's more of a philosophical argument to prove that we must say it'll come a time that Mashiach will come. And the basic idea here is, is very simple, which is that anyone that believes that Abishir created the world, and he believes that Abishir created the world for a purpose. So you must believe that there will come a time when this purpose will be fulfilled. Obviously, now, since then, from the beginning, since the beginning of creation, the world has obviously not been living up to its purpose. The world is obviously not meant just to be a jungle where people are doing whatever they want and hurting each other, etc., etc. There must come a time when the world will reach the purpose which it was created for in the first place, which is the coming of Mashiach. And you could, and in different svarim, they obviously word it in different ways using the different context of what they're saying you know Chassidus would use the term that the world was created to have a dwelling place for Hashem this obviously will take place when Mashiach will come Tzfatim that are written more according to Nigla to the revealed aspect of Torah will use the terminology that the purpose of creation is to become aware of its creator to live a life of Torah and mitzvahs. and all humanity all of creation will reach has to reach a point where they will, where they will become aware of Hashem and serve Him which will take place when Mashiach will come. But regardless, the point, the, the basic point, is that the world has a purpose, and since the world has a purpose, we must say there will come a time when this purpose will be fulfilled, which is the coming of Mashiach. On a similar note, although this is more, these are more specific types of arguments. Other, other speak about the fact that the Hashem made a covenant with the Jewish people, and that covenant is eternal. And therefore, since Hashem never abandoned the covenant, and he, can, he cannot abandon the covenant, because that's what a covenant is all about, so that itself leads us to believe in the coming of Mashiach. It leads us to believe that there will come a time that Hashem will once again gather His people, bring them back to their land, and, and, and He'll make life good for them. He'll, he, he will once again show His closeness to them, as He did when He took us out of Mitzrayim, and so on and so forth. And there's other similar arguments you could put forth that you know the Jewish people suffer so much. Obviously, Hashem, who is kind, is not going to let them suffer forever. There's various philosophical arguments they could bring to so to say, prove the fact, prove the 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 prove the idea that we must say it will come a time the Mashiach will come. Then there's a second set of a second type of proof which is brought, which is very straightforward. And it's uh, in a certain sense it's hands-on. It's not so tangible, but it's hands. It's it's not literally hands-on, but it's a very straightforward proof. And the it goes is also very simple, which is that the Torah made many predictions. The prophets made many predictions. They predicted the exile. They predicted the redemption. The same way, all the other predictions that they made, all the predictions the Torah says regarding the exile was fulfilled to the T. So that itself is proof that the predictions of the future redemption will also be fulfilled to the T. And this is, you know, this idea we find in a number of places, that Amban in his commentary on, on, on the Chumash Tevarim and Pasha's Hazinu, he writes he writes it like this. He says that Pasha's Hazinu foretells the history of the Jewish people from the beginning until when, they, when Hashem took them out of Mitzrayim and gave them the Torah and how it will come to Yisrael. How they will sin, they'll be exiled, and then Moshiach will come. And he said that even if Pasha Azinu were to have been written by uh, just a stargazer, it wasn't written as part of Torah. It was written by someone who got his information from astrology. Nevertheless, if he since whatever he predicted until that point, until this point, everything materialized. Nothing. there was no detail that that wasn't materialized. So logically, we would, we 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 would say obviously we would conclude that the, the continuation of his predictions will also take place. So the fact that Torah, all the other prophecies of Torah have been fulfilled, that is the proof that the other prophecies of Torah will also be fulfilled. And this is th- this theme is also highlighted by the famous story of Rabbi Akiva, who is going together with the Chacham to Yerushalayim, and he sees a fox coming out of the Holy of Holies, and they all rent their garments and Rabbi Akiva was laughing and the hahamen were crying and they're asking Rabbi Akiva why he's laughing and he asks them why are you crying and they said how could we not how could we see the fox a fox coming out of the holy of holies and we shouldn't cry this is a place that a kohen gadol would be burnt up if he went in when in, at that time and in a way that he wasn't allowed and here foxes are you know having fun over there and we shouldn't cry Rabbi Akiva says this is why I'm laughing because there's two prophecies. One prophecy speaks about the uh, destruction, it speaks about foxes roaming and hard seoin on the type to the site of the Holy of Holies, and another prophecy speaking about how uh, the, uh, the, there'll still be elderly men and women sitting in the streets of Yerushalayim, and he brings a poshok which shows how both prophecies are interrelated. Well, the prophecy that seoin sadatei chadish, a prophecy that the Besam side of the on Mikdash will become like a field, will become a playground, become completely destroyed, it goes hand in hand with the prophecy of the future redemption. It basically says that when I see that this prophecy, the prophecies of exile, of destruction, were com- were fulfilled in their literal sense, that the ultimate manifestation of it, obviously this leads me to believe that the prophecies of the future redemption even though they might be hard to believe, but if all the negative things which were hard to believe came true, obviously the prophecies of the future redemption will come true. So this is another segment. This is something which, which again, many Spharim, they highlight as a very, so to say, straightforward proof. In other words, if the prophets came through and everything else that they said, as, as explained in a number of Meforshim and the Nevi'im, and various predictions of the Torah that were all fulfilled. Obviously, we should believe that the same thing will happen in the coming of Mashiach. Along the same lines, so just slightly different, but on the similar vein, the, the you know, another point that is brought, the somebody that believes in Itzia's Mitzrayim. In other words, it's true. We don't have we can't prove what's gonna happen in the future. But we do have a precedent in the past. We do have deliberation from Mitzrayim, and on a much smaller scale, deliberation from the other exiles that the Jewish people were in—the Babylonian exile, the, the, the Greek exile—so and but more particularly, in the, 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 there's a very strong resemblance and connection between Mitzraim, the Exodus, the redemption from Egypt, with the redemption from the future, from, from the future redemption from this exile. And the same way that we believe, you know, and this is our tradition, the great miracles and Ivo what Teutah tells us happened when Hashem took us out of Egypt so and the Torah tells us that the same thing will happen when Mishiach will come the Pasek says like the day that I took like the days I took you out of Egypt I will show you wonders which means that the Pasek is trying not only to tell us that we will experience wonders when Mishiach will come just like we experienced wonders when we left Mitzrayim the Pasek is also trying to give a context that will help us believe in the coming of Mashiach, knowing that already in the past we had Yitzhiaz Mitzrayim, because Yitzhiaz Mitzrayim was a supernatural event, and it was completely supernatural, with many great miracles taking place, but nevertheless it happened. So obviously we believe that Hashem will also take us out of this present exile with the the same way, even though it will necessitate miracles to some extent, and there will be many miracles even if it's not needed, so this is another type of proof that they bring. There is um, another, another uh, type of proof that is brought, which is a little different. It's not a typical type of proof, but it's something they could sort of see, they could see until trades, day and age, any of physical light, And this is the idea, the fact that the Jewish people still exist. There's a pasik that says, Chadashim la rabba It's a pasik in Eicha, and uh, which the Medrash interprets to mean that from the fact that you renew us in the mornings, we know that your faith is great. In other words, from the fact that Hashem continuously renews our existence, we know that we share our faith in the coming of Mashiach and the future redemption that Hashem will once again revive us, and as a nation, as a people, is increased, is made very great. And the Midrash brings a number of interpretations on this passage. Like one interpretation is from the fact that Hashem keeps us alive and renews our existence throughout a different kingdom. There's always, you know, throughout history, some kingdom, one kingdom fell and the other kingdom rose. There was always a baker of Malchis, it was a new morning, There was a new kingdom that came in. Nevertheless, a kingdom goes; a kingdom comes. The Jewish people always exist, despite the fact that they were the, the, the most persecuted group throughout history, and they had the, the, all odds were against them. The fact that the Jewish people exists is rabba munasahad. This is the proof. This is, this, incre- this is so to say a tangible thing that we see that is, 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 is so to say increases our belief, our faith in the coming of Mashiach. What is what is what is the point over here? What is the connection? So I mean, there's, there's different ways of, uh, of exactly how you want to put it, but the, the, the overall point is very simple. The Jewish people, if they would be, if if they would, if their existence would go at the natural course, we would have been in the dustbins of history centuries ago. The fact that we're still alive, the fact that we still exist as a people, means that. There's a supernatural protection that's protecting us. We have a destiny. All other nations, all other kingdoms are were much greater and powerful than us came and went. There's obviously a destiny. There's obviously a a, a hand of providence. The Abishir is 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 protecting us and is keeping us. Now, we obviously can't conclude that the purpose of our existence is to be forever in exile. It obviously does if the, the Abishir is not keeping us alive. And Abish is not making continuous miracles for us to exist just in order that we should continuously go through, God forbid, this suffering in exile. You know, however you want to deem exile as a punishment, as a test, or any other advantage that exile brings to it, as explained in various sources, all of them must have a limit. It's obviously if Abish was just angry with us and just wants to punish us, he would have just gotten rid of us. We're not any worse, God forbid, just like he did to the other nations. We're not any worse off than the Romans, the Egyptians that are gone years ago. You know, David is not choosing us for continuous suffering and exile. So therefore, when we analyze the a fact of life, the fact that no one could ignore, the fact that despite... All odds against us. We we we're surviving exile. That must mean that we have a destiny. That must, and our destiny is obviously not exile. Our destiny must mean that the exile is a preparation, or however you want to define exile as as a punishment, as a test. Either way, it's some sort of refinement which we're going through, and this is just a temporary, a temporary, a temporary phase in our history. Which is to lead us to our ultimate destiny, which is to come back to where we belong in Eretz Yisrael with the coming of Mashiach and building the base Hamikdash. So, therefore, the the uh, the the fact that this is a different again, the fact that we see Jewish people alive doesn't show us that Mashiach is coming in, in in a direct way but it is a proof a tan the, the advantage of this proof is something tangible you put you know it's a fact of life you can't ignore it's not something you just have to accept something that happened in the past it's something a fact an ongoing fact which if we think about it must m- make us conclude that there is a purpose here there's a destiny which is that the eibeshter is keeping us alive in order to bring us in, 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 in other another eibeshter the jewish people are are existing in order that we should have the coming of Mashiach. So these are various, um, so to say, arguments or things that we could bring forth to, I guess, rationalize to some extent to bring proof of the coming of Mashiach. Now, obviously, for a believer, someone that believes in, in Torah, you don't have to bring any proof. I mean, as the Rambam says, whoever denies the coming of Mashiach is denying not just the words of the prophets, but he's denying the words of Torah, I mean the, the the whole Torah is full of of the prophecies of redemption, and for someone that has faith, he obviously doesn't need to have any other proofs. But again, this is it helps definitely to, to internalize this concept. There's one more proof, so to say, for the coming of Mashiach, which is uh, like this, and really it's, it's just uh, it's a little shift of 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 thinking. For many people, when usually when we speak about Mashiach, we're thinking about a universal, global change, a supernatural change of events, which you know is obviously true and real and everything. But it, it's you know makes it it's it's very hard to rationalize something supernatural. The other hand, the Rambam when the Rambam discusses Mashiach, the Rambam discusses a more of a rational approach to Mashiach. The Rambam compares Mashiach to David HaMelech, who, you know, he he was a great uh, hero on the battlefield. Abishai gave him supernatural success against the enemies, as he did with Goliath and other enemies that David HaMalech fought. And David HaMelech established a lasting, you know, at least a lasted for, for quite a significant amount of time, a lasting Jewish kingdom, which, you know, the, the nations around it were afraid to start up with it. And uh, he... He was the king of the Jewish people. He inspired them to keep Torah mitzvahs, and David Hamalah has actually deemed the Rambam writes that he's Mashiach Harishon, he's the first Mashiach, and then the, the Rambam writes that Mashiach whom we're waiting for is called Mashiach in the last Mashiach. And again, on a very basic level of Mashiach, there's obviously many layers to Mashiach, but on a very basic level of Mashiach, Mashiach all he has to do is really mirror. And obviously, amplify, he'll do it in a much greater, he'll have to do it in a much greater way. But he will mirror the accomplishments of David the He will establish victory over then over the nations around the Eretz Yisrael. He'll gather all Yidin to Eretz Yisrael. He'll build a base on mikdash. Obviously, for that to happen, there needs to be a lot of uh, help from above, supernatural help from the himself. But nevertheless, technically, from the, the, from the letter of the law, so to say, the coming of Mashiach doesn't have to be completely super, super rational. And in a certain sense, the fact that the reason why the Rambam connects Mashiach with David HaMalach, one of the reasons that could be said is the Rebbe mentioned this once and others Fodd mentioned it. is it also helps us believe, accept the fact that Mashiach would come. The fact that David HaMalach came and he ruled the Jewish people and, he, and the, the fact that the first Mashiach, so to say, as Rambam calls him, Mashiach here, meaning anointed one, the king of the Jewish people came as an established fact. You know, we all know about David HaMelech and so on and so forth. Now, Mashiach will follow the same pattern of events. Obviously, we believe that it will be accompanied with many miracles and so on and so forth. But from the letter of the law, so to say, from the basic, basic requirements of Mashiach, we don't need a supernatural redemption, at least not in the first stage of Mashiach. So therefore, if a person believes that David HaMelech came, if he looks at Mashiach within that spotlight, then it's more... He's able to 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 understand, rationalize a little bit more the coming of Mashiach. I just want to finish off with an important point that while it might be important to some degree to, you know, I don't know what the right word is, but just for lack of another word, to rationalize, to try to internalize the coming of Mashiach in our seichel with our understanding, it's important to remember and to keep in mind that essentially Mashiach. Is higher than intellect. Moshiach is, is a godly revelation which cannot be defined and understood intellectually. The same way you'd see us Mitzrayim or Kriya Yamzuf, going out of Egypt and the giving of the Torah by Mitzrayim, these, these are not events that could be interpreted logically and in you know understa- understood with uh, you know sterilized intellect. But the, the, there is a certain advantage. People, people sometimes you know it's, it, it seems so foreign and so hard for them to accept these ideas. So, you know, putting, giving them some food for thought, being able to put things in certain perspectives helps them to a certain extent be able to believe and dig deeper into the coming of Mashiach, that it should settle better with them. The main thing is that we should, uh, we should see it, so we should see the coming of Mashiach, speedily taken from the Yad Mamash. Classic Take is produced by Todalt's Podcast Productions. Producers of The Daily Boost, The Weekly Fabrengen, Power Fabrengen, and Mashiach Mindset Audio. Available on all podcast platforms.